Welcome to Talking Kotlin. On this episode, I'm sitting down with Guy Helens about setting up a Kotlin user group and growing its user base with bringing more people in. Hi, Guy, and welcome to the show. Hi, Hadi. Uh, nice to have you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. So just before we started recording, you and I were speaking a little bit about uh, that we had met in the past in, a, in another life, shape or form. And, uh, and I said, you know what? hold this off for the podcast because it, it was interesting given your background. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, so I'm a freelance C-sharp developer. And a few years back, uh, I met Hadi, uh, I met you, Hadi, um, at a Visual Studio user group event. And you were talking about uh, REST APIs. And during the talk, you mentioned uh, Kotlin. And that's um, got my attention. So I was always looking uh, or doing Android development uh, besides my C-sharp work. And because you mentioned Kotlin, that got my attention and I started looking deeper. Uh, and then it went away a little bit because I had too much work on C-sharp. But last year, it got my attention again. I don't know how, how, did, how, how but it got my attention again. And then in January, um, you guys, JetBrains, you mentioned you, you did a tweet about, are you running a user group? Uh, please let us know. And I was, look, I was looking in the meetups and I could not find a Belgian Kotlin user group. And that was strange. I, I thought it was strange, actually. Um, so I started one. Out of the blue, bam, immediately <laughs> creating a Kotlin user group. Um, nice. And yeah, we started in, in end of January. I, I started it, uh, January 31st, actually. And from the first two days, I immediately got, I don't know, 10 people that were immediately um, interested. And, and it, was, it was catching on quite, quite rapidly, actually. You said that you came from a C-sharp background and you were interested in Android development. And the, one of the things that didn't, like, push you towards doing Android was because you weren't too keen on Java, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. And so, but being a C-sharp developer, obviously there is other solutions such as for instance, Xamarin. H had you done any kind of uh, Android development using C-sharp? Yeah, well, the Xamarin factor, I'm, I have tried it like every every few months it, it passes me and, and I look into it, but then I'm a little bit disappointed. <laughs> each time so it's it's for me it's not an option um i i really like doing android development but going uh with android studio with is that java or preferably <laughs> kotlin of course uh, but the xamarin no it's it's not my cup of tea okay fair enough and so you started to get into kotlin essentially you said January this year, or was it earlier than this year? Well, I was looking into it um, by, I think, September, October last year. I started looking into it, um, but effectively, effectively starting programming and, and doing some some Kotlin work um, as of yeah January, February, I started, yeah. Yeah, and we met at the Visual Studio uh, meetup. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to see the perspective of you start to look at Kotlin, what entices you to set up a user group? I mean, you said that you looked up 
to see if there's any kind of user group in Belgium. Mm -hmm. What wh was that the primary reason that you wanted to attend the user group in Belgium around Kotlin? Yeah, I was looking to get into uh, a user group uh, regarding Kotlin in Belgium, and there wasn't there was not one uh, user group um, for, from Kotlin. Um, there is. Of course, there there are some GDGs, good Google Developer Groups in in Brussels and um, uh, Namur, but yeah, Brussels is okay for me. I'm I'm not that far from Brussels, but that's uh, at a time that was, of course, uh, most of the time Java based. So I I was looking into Kotlin and I I wanted to to um, dive deeper and and get to know the language. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's why I started the the user group actually. And looking at the user group because you know nowadays there's so much information online. I mean, I, I started a user group back in 2005, I believe it was. It was the .NET user group in Malaga, right? And I think I like if I look back and say honestly, why did I start it? It was because I was relatively new at the time to .NET, and I wanted to, you know, meet folks in and around my area that were also doing .NET. And, you know, it was that idea of meeting other people. And I'm trying to understand is, is this the same need that you felt that you needed? Or was it more a sense of, oh, I need more information? Because nowadays, like, you can get so much information online, right? Is it this sense of belonging within a smaller group that, that you want to go and participate in a user group or you know to to the extent you've gone of setting one up yeah well you can find a lot of things online that's true but um it's not the same effect as you can uh, meet some people and discuss about it or doing some code labs together it's it's a different thing um i believe if if, I, if you can go to a code lab and do some things together and ideas bouncing off each other it's uh, for me that that works a lot a lot better. Yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of virtual user groups now as well, right? And I'm I'm trying to think like, have we moved off this concept of traditional user group, or is it actually very much alive? I mean, how is the situation right now in Belgium? Stepping outside of your specific user group, mm -hmm. which we'll get back to later. Mm -hmm. Is there still a lot of movement around user groups? Yeah, I think so. I'm uh, following a few user groups, like of of course, um, of course, the GDG one. Uh, I'm following very closely because um, they are doing a lot of uh, Android development. That's what I'm interested in. But I also follow the Java user group and and some JavaScript. I don't attend always. But the GDG groups and everything specific to Android, I try to follow almost all the time because that's based, That's what interests me. And I, I, I find it very um, nice to meet people, like-minded people, and, and like I said, talking to them, um, sometimes giving a problem or, or talk, discussing a problem with them. It's, yeah, I, I find that very, uh, very pleasing and, and, and very nice, actually. Yeah, and it's the same concept around, you know, events and conferences, right? Because a lot of times people say, oh, you know, is this conference going to publish the videos online afterwards? Or is it going to stream the videos? If it is, I don't need to go. But it, it's a completely different experience, right? It's completely, 
a conference isn't only about the content. No, I've uh, recently attended one, uh, Techorama in Belgium. Um, that was mostly about, of, of course, solely about uh, Visual Studio and .NET. And uh, afterwards, I, I was talking to people and they said, yeah, I don't attend, attend these uh, conferences because it's, it's always the same and, and you don't get too much information. But I don't, I don't feel like that. Of course, you can you can look at sometimes you can look at a, a YouTube video of a conference, but it's not the same atmosphere as as like when you're uh, in in the room. You can always ask questions, of course, when you when you're attending the conference. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's certainly an advantage being at a conference or in a in a user group because you can bounce off ideas and and ask questions. Yeah, a lot of interaction. I like that. Yeah, and it's also the idea of actually getting to f meet people physically. Yeah, you know, we, we're so used to this concept of I've got three thousand four hundred and twenty-eight friends, of which I've actually only met three of them <laughs> that I could, you know, they would even know what I look like yeah. uh, between Facebook and Twitter and what have you. And the reality is that, like, over the years for me, some of my best friends have come out of my profession right yeah and and i can't say that it is people that i you know i can't call someone a best friend if i've only ever interacted them with them online and never physically met them once mm -hmm. you know i mean sure there are you can you can establish a relationship that way but at some point i believe it's important to meet yeah yeah, yeah. and and meeting these people face to face and, and putting a name to a face to a Twitter handle is, is extremely important. And that's one of the benefits you get out of conferences or user groups, yeah. right? Yeah, that's correct. Especially in, a, in the context of a user group, which is, you know, um, more local to where you live, right? Yeah. And, and coming back to your user group, so you decide to set up a user group. Mm -hmm. and, and the reason that I brought up all of these other topics is because, you know, it goes back to the idea of, is it challenging to set up a user group in the sense of having people attend? Because at the end of the day, you would say that a successful user group is one that meets regularly and has a good number of uh, attendees, right? Yeah. So that that was uh, in the beginning, I had a lot of work setting up the user group. Um, yeah, of course, you need to have a website or um, the meetup uh, page. So that was a lot of work. Uh, getting some sponsorships um, for locations for whatever. So the first uh, three or four weeks that was really hard work. And then the first meeting we only had about seven seven people I think. But yeah, it, it was the the startup of course. And then the second meeting there was about 10, 12 people. And the third people was a little bit status, status quo, actually, like 13, I think, 12, 13 people. But after the uh, announcement that Google I.O. made, um, May the 17th, I believe, um, that was uh, quite interesting to watch the, the, our, our meetup page because the, the members were, were growing immediately. So I, I think we got in a few weeks about 30 people that were... Um, immediately adding themselves as, as a member. So that was uh, an interesting thing. That was and a... how often do you meet? Right uh, well, because it was a little bit of um, 
it's it's a lot to, to do to do to, on top of your daily job of course uh, running the, the user group so um, I started out to have a, a meetup every two months so um, we had a last one in in June um, so every two months we have a meetup um, we have one or two speakers um, and it can yeah it's always about Kotlin but the, the last meetup we had uh, two speakers um, the first person was um, someone who just started Kotlin and he gave us an insight at how he started to you to to learn Kotlin um, and his his uh, all the things that he he came across like learning Kotlin coming from a Java background so that was pretty interesting because I, I felt a little bit the same as he, but uh, the other people that were in the room, they were surely going to have the same, uh, yeah, let's say problems, but it's not, it's not problems, but they would surely face the same, uh, the same thing. So that was a, a nice, uh, a nice talk that he did about st coming from a Java background and moving into Kotlin. And um, that was the first talk. And the second talk was somebody who was, going a little bit deeper in the the, the Kotlin lambdas so yeah. that was nice that was nice but again i don't think that necessarily a kotlin user group has to always be about kotlin the language itself right it's it's kind of essentially the same as uh this show right when when i decided to start this show i'm like okay so how many shows could i potentially do around uh language syntax or around advanced stuff or around things and especially given that in, in a podcast, it's extremely hard to talk about code, mm -hmm. right? But it's, yeah. at least in my, in my sense, I think that it's having, a, you know, sharing information that is one somehow relevant in one way or another to Kotlin developers uh, is, is sufficient, mm. right? And, and the same applies for your user group. You know, tomorrow there's a new framework that is showing you how to mock without mocking uh, might be relevant to Kotlin developers, right? Yeah. Because it's, it's part of the JVM. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and, and I think that one of the things that we seem to forget that user groups are not only about meeting people, but it's also a very good opportunity to get people into the speaker circuit, right? Yeah, because um, at first it was uh, hard for me to find somebody because Kotlin in Belgium uh, is not that uh, widely known, of course. Um, but then I found uh, two people who are uh, really good at speaking at, at, at conferences and, and they, are, they were using Kotlin uh, in a production environment. So that was very interesting. Um, and now, after three meetings, um, yeah, it, it seems like everybody is, is uh, doing their best to um trying to to give a talk uh, at a, at our meetup so it's becoming a little bit easier to manage the the Kotlin user group in Belgium so yeah and it's important to kind of encourage first time speakers yeah yeah uh, you know because like every, when people ask me how did you get into the speaking circuit i essentially pretty much like the majority of people got into it first speaking at user groups mm -hmm. right and part of the reason that uh, I set up the user group was also to try and encourage other people to to get into the speaking circuit because at the end of the day it, it's a it's a great environment because you end up with people 
that you know that you start to become comfortable with and you feel you know less pressure of standing on stage uh at times it's also total opposite right because sometimes <laughs> you feel more pressure in front of uh colleagues or people that you know uh, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it is a quote-unquote safe environment in which you can try and flourish as a, as a speaker and not be too worried about how you're performing the first time. So I think it's really, really important to, as a user group uh, lead, to try and encourage this and get people that aren't necessarily experts around the specific topic, because none of us are experts around anything, mm -hmm. essentially, right, uh, to come and give talks uh, at user groups yeah yeah uh, indeed like you said some sometimes when you have to speak for uh, like three or four hundred people that might scare you a little bit <laughs> but talking yeah. in front of ten people might also scare you because you're it's they are practically in your face so <laughs> that's something else especially if your boss is sitting there that, that's <laughs> that's always scary yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay so what is the format that you follow for the uh, user groups. I mean, is it always just uh, giving someone giving a presentation? Because you was all you were also mentioning that you know the user groups are good a good place for us to maybe do code labs together or do exercises together or do some kind of learning together that involves hands on. Mm -hmm. Have you guys ever tried anything like this? Yeah. So um, we are now working together with the um, Google Developers Group in Brussels. Um, and we are setting up a code lab um, that will happen in end of July, I believe. So we sent out um, a questionnaire last week to um, all of our members, the members of the uh, Google Developers Group, the members of the Kotlin, uh, the Belgian Kotlin User Group, and um, some other people. So we are getting some some very nice responses from from that side, um, and we are setting up, in fact, a code lab, uh, specifically uh, Kotlin. And that will be in, in end of July, beginning beginning of August. Nice, so it's it's essentially people coming there and doing the code labs together with yeah. uh, a few folks monitoring and helping out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, I was just thinking that uh, you have kids, right? Yeah. And uh, how many of them are into programming? Well, I should ask, like, are they at the age of programming or not, not yet? yet. <laughs> not yet. They're only yeah, 10 and 12. Um, but I, I try to not push them, but if they're interested, and sometimes I see them playing around with Scratch. Um, Scratch is a, is a nice starting language. It's, it's like Lego, Lego programming. But yeah, sometimes I catch them uh, fiddling around with it, so that's nice. Uh, yeah. But I, I tend to not, I, I try not to push them too hard because if they, if you try to push them too hard, they, yeah, they probably won't like to do it or, or whatever. So, I mean, I've tried it with my kids. Mm -hmm. uh, I've got a 14 year old, uh, 11 year old and a five year old and it's that none of them are really into it. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that I've been considering is let me get a group of their friends together mm -hmm and try and do it as a group because maybe that way you know it's they're not just sitting there alone and they start to have this feeling of hey you know x is doing it let me try and see if i can help them or what they're doing you know it it sometimes encourages learning yeah right? yeah and i it just occurred to me that you know we could use these user groups as as a means to this 
start out with the kids of people that are attending these user groups and then obviously obviously open it up to everyone right but uh you know just just with the kids of the people that are attending the user groups might be a, a good first step to kind of use the user group as a means to also teach uh kids right yeah uh, because there are efforts like this i mean you know that devops uh in the java space is a is a Belgian brand in all effect uh, yes. and they do the DevOps for kids, <laughs> DevOps right? for kids so yes. yeah and uh, yeah it's, it might be a interesting way to try and leverage the user groups uh, you know from the contact and from the organization perspective and from essentially having a location to put these things on so yeah it'll be interesting if you try something like that mm -hmm. yeah we also have in Belgium the uh, coder dojos um that's like a little bit like the DevOps for kids but uh coder dojos they are teaching kids um like the scratch language um i don't know you, you know scratch language uh, yeah yeah yeah. yeah it's uh yeah so they are teaching those and that's like uh once a month they they join and they're teaching the the children to, to work with scratch that's that's nice because i was a mentor there um also so that's also very rewarding, like teaching the the, the kids um, uh, working with Scratch and, and and doing some some stuff. Sometimes you even get stunned about how much the the children are learning in in a short amount of time. Like we had some children there; they they started at at ten o'clock working on a project, and by noon, by twelve o'clock, they had already made. A very nice game actually that was pretty nice or pretty well um, thought of that was very nice so sometimes you get you get stunned actually so that's uh, that's nice so how does it feel out of curiosity when you are teaching other kids to program and you kind of feel like your own kids don't <laughs> want to learn yet yeah <laughs> that's a strange feeling it uh, is, isn't it? yes but i found that uh bringing them along to the to the coder dojo and then they see you talking to other kids and and teaching them they they look at you as oh is that my dad <laughs> yeah. they found it very strange and then they were a little bit um how should i say also um not pushed, but um, encouraged. Encouraged, yeah, yeah encouraged yeah. to 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 do a little bit better. But yeah, that was that was nice. That was nice. Yeah, I've been I've been discussing with uh with my wife of potentially taking maybe one of my kids in in turns mm -hmm. uh, to some event at some point with me, and and for them to kind of experience the whole thing, you know, because I mean they've seen videos of me on YouTube, mm -hmm. uh, you know, speaking and stuff, but. It, it, again, it goes back to it's not the same, mm -hmm. right? It's not the same feeling as being in an event. And I'm wondering if that would encourage them, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. So right now you've got your user group and you've got, what, about 30-odd people uh, um, attending roughly? Well, attending roughly, but we have uh, almost 90 members now. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's um, yeah, that's nice. Uh, coming from from zero, actually, um, and yeah, and six months. Uh, it's been six months, so we have 90, 90 members now, um, and we are doing now. Or we are working for the for the code labs now. We are preparing that, um, and another big event that we are going to host is uh, end of September. We will have our first um, Kotlin night. 
uh, in Brussels with uh, already three speakers. So we 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 have some a, a spot open. So Hadi, if you're interested, yeah, <laughs> I, I would I would love to, but yeah. I, unfortunately, again, I'm I'm kind of booked on those dates. Probably, uh, probably. but but let's let's speak about Kotlin Night mm -hmm. uh, because some of the audience might not know. So Kotlin Night is what? So Kotlin Night is a little bit a bigger event than than a normal meetup. Um, we try to have uh, three or four speakers, um, at, and we try to have different or different topics be between the speakers. So, but also uh, every talk will be about uh, Kotlin for us. Um, but it's a it's a bigger event. Um, luckily, we have a very nice location. We have a VRT, which is the Belgian radio and, and television. It's not in a studio, not that, but it's a, in fact a press room. So we have a very nice location for that. Nice. Uh, yeah, that was a very big, uh, uh, how shall I say, something like a million pounds fell off my shoulders when I heard that we, we could have that location because finding a location for a meetup is always a little bit of a struggle. And certainly yeah. for that for that cuddly night, which yeah, we hope to have a little bit of a, a bigger audience. So we are limiting it now to 100 people for the moment. Um, we, we already have about 20 people who, um, who registered uh, for the event. But yeah, it's, uh, it's coming along fine. You can find everything. Uh, we, have, we have made a um, separate website for the Kotlin Night, which is at uh, kotlinnight.com. You can find every detail of all details over there. Also, the speakers are mentioned there. So we have two Belgian speakers and they are using Kotlin in production in, uh, in some apps. And we have one uh, person from Austria, that's uh, Lukas Lechner, who will be giving a talk also. So we have one spot open. Maybe if somebody is listening and they are in the area on uh, September 29th, Give me a, a, a to give you a shout. Yeah, give me a shout, Absolutely. and then we can work something out. Great. And one of the things that you mentioned was, you know, it's always a struggle, uh, and it's a way big weight off your shoulder to find the location, mm -hmm. right? And, and talking about the struggles, what are the main struggles or main issues that you found trying to set up a user group? Um, well, the location part is uh, mostly the biggest the biggest struggle. Um, because uh, I was always doing it in Brussels and I once tried to uh, organize one in Antwerp but I only had one person attending so I had to cancel that meeting because for one person yeah it's it was a shame but I had to cancel that one so location is always uh, is always a problem um, so looking at our um, our members I noticed that uh, the the first members that were um, coming into the to the user group, they were all um, near Brussels or Brussels based, so that's why the first meet the first uh, locations were always in Brussels. But uh, looking at our member list now, I see that the members are uh, coming from a little bit wider area than Brussels, like. 
I've seen also some people from from Ghent area, from Antwerp and everything. So that's a little bit wider area. And if there is a need, or I would I would love to um, make or create a meetup in Ghent or Antwerp and in other locations as well, um, because it's not we are not the the Brussels Belgian no the the Brussels Scotland user group no we are the Belgian user group so we want to spread you can go anywhere right we can go anywhere <laughs> so we'd love to go in another city no problem but we have to have members that can uh, yeah that travel there that can travel there or and at least register for for their meeting yeah. of course but yeah but I mean, what do you offer in exchange uh, for the venue? Do you, I mean, assuming you don't have to pay for it, right? So is it just a matter of trying to find a company that is willing to allow you to use their space in exchange for some promotion? Yeah. Like a logo? Yeah. And, and do you find that a lot of people aren't open to that? Well, um, at first there were. Um, I was looking. I was sending emails out to companies uh, that I that I know or that I heard of. Um, not all of them responded or they responded like, yeah, we cannot do this because of uh, several reasons. Um, but now we have uh, the, the, the second or the third location. They were happy to have us to have us to have us back. So in the near future, when I have a location problem, yeah, they said, no problem. Give us a call and then and we, arrange, we, we will arrange it. So that's nice to have to have some kind of fallback like that. Yeah, and there's the the last uh, company where we had the meetup. They they did the same thing. So it's it's nice that that we have now two two locations to to fall back on if if we don't have anything any other location. But I try to I try to to spread out or or have have the locations uh, for the moment near Brussels and try to change it a little bit that it's not always the same location because. Uh, it's not, yeah. They have. I I always ask to provide some 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 finger food and everything because a lot of people are coming directly after work. They haven't eaten yet, and yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, from the perspective of you know setting this up from the infrastructure perspective, like you, I'm assuming that you can use something like Meetup.com, right? You don't need to have your own website and things like that. Like a lot of user groups have moved to just using Meetups, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's also yeah. also our uh, uh, main uh, platform for uh, registering and for creating events. Our uh, the the website Kotlin.be and the Kotlin9.com are just extras um, to, to have some more information or posting or having links to our GitHub and everything. But all the links to our GitHub page and everything are also on our Meetup page, no problem. But yeah. we, we like to have the, the websites as a backup. So it looks like it's certainly not a walk in the park, right? I mean, you do have a few struggles between finding locations and you know getting people to come. Mm -hmm. Knowing what you know now, do you still recommend people to set up a user group or do you regret having done it yourself? Uh, no, I don't regret it because at first it's it's a little bit of a struggle to, to, to start something. But like once it's on the rails and certainly after the the announcement at, at, at Google I.O., everything is, is kind of falling into place. Like I was doing everything by myself um for the first six months <laughs> that was that was the struggle of course 
um, finding everything. So, and last week I finally found somebody who, yeah, uh, who attended one of the, the meetups and he sent me a, a tweet. So, ah, if, if you like, uh, I can, I can assist you. I would be like more involved in the Kotlin user group. So thank you, David Gonzalez <laughs> for, for helping me out. <laughs> and it's good. It's always good to have someone that is collaborating with you yeah. because, you know, again, it goes back to you're tied up with work that, you know, for a couple of months or, you know, yeah. you've got other issues and, and you don't want the user group to fall apart. Like, no, you know, no. it shouldn't just depend on a single person at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So now I have a, an assistant. So that's, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. So we can, we can split the work a little bit. That's great. Cool. Well, we're out of time. Uh, it was great chatting to you. Uh, really appreciate the effort that you're putting into setting up this user group and having it running and uh, also putting together Kotlin Night. Mm -hmm. So thank you for all that. Yeah, and no uh, thank you for coming onto the show and explaining it to others. No problem. Thank you.